Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. on, everybody? Welcome to episode 951 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren. We are in a new place, a new room. It is better than the conference room we were in, but it is not as good as what we will have. It's not our final destination. It's not our final destination. Uh, we will have a, a big, big studio in like December, November. We'll see. But this will be our home, the home for FRL for at least uh, the next couple months. So excited to be in here. Excited to be joined by Ben Askren. Ben, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I was ready to go yesterday. We had a little false start there. Um, you know, a few people came to practice asking, where's our episode? Did I say something too crazy that they had to take it off the line? <laughs> yes, or, that's what uh, happened. You know what happened? Yeah, that is exactly what happened. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> We tried to do a show yesterday, didn't happen, obviously, sorry, but here we are today. Oh, yeah. Attempt number Absolutely. two. And it was it was disappointing because there's so much to talk about. Uh, it was a, kind of a crazy August news weekend, um, mm-hmm. starting with the, the coach, all the coaching carousel, but really where we're going to start today is the news about Sammy Sasso. If you don't know, I'm sure you probably do or at least know something. Sammy was shot in an attempted robbery in Columbus on uh, Saturday night. Friday. Friday night. And um, it was, he had two surgeries and it was, he was in serious condition for a while there. Now he's fortunately been upgraded to stable condition. And actually we've heard from Sammy. Uh, he tweeted out, um, God bless everyone for their support during this time. It's been tough as hell, but we are steadily improving I can't thank everyone enough for being in my corner. And he's, uh, of course, there's been a strong outpouring from the entire wrestling community of support for Sammy, who is someone that is, you know, truly beloved in the sport of wrestling. I think anyone that knows him or spent any time around him knows he's just a, a pure wrestling soul, for sure, and uh, just a, a very real person. And so, obviously, our, our thoughts... Go out to Sammy and the the wrestling bucks at this time, but 
fortunately, it sounds like good news. And, and Brad Wilson from uh, the Lehigh Valley, great reporter out there, has had a lot of good updates and mentioned that Sammy, uh, the, the surgeon apparently said that Sammy should have a full recovery and can wrestle again. And even though, obviously, that's sort of like far from, you know, the most important thing. I mean, as wrestlers and wrestling fans, we would love to see that and hope to see that. And, and I feel like coming into this year, and Ben you can, and JD weigh in after this, but like, I felt like Sammy was one of those guys who coming in was going to be, this is before the gunshot, was like going to be a, kind yeah. of a fan favorite, a senior you want to see. He's been right there, two-time finalist. He lost to Yanni, lost to O'Connor, and it's like, man, he'd be someone you'd be excited to see get it done his senior year. Now can you imagine the the fervor for Sammy if he's able to wrestle this year and potentially contend for a national title, which based yeah, on his sure. abilities and skill set, uh, he obviously can, but recovery is a thing. But I feel like he is going to be the fan favorite for this season. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say uh, that would be the case. I mean, I kind of think he probably already was. Right. Um, he's someone that people like, and then someone that I think there's always those things where you want to see the senior win, especially if they've already came close, which he has a couple times. Um, so I would say, yeah, for sure. And not just came close. You don't hear anybody say a bad word about no. Sammy Sasso. Yeah. Widely liked by wrestlers, fans, coaches. Um, just seems like pretty much everybody likes him. Yeah. Um, and Christian, you said one thing earlier. You said um, something about, like, you know, it's far from people's thoughts is, like, is he going to wrestle? Um, but I got to assume for him, he's like, well, am I going to live? And then once they're like, yeah, you're good. Then he's like, when do I get to wrestle again? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know him that well, but I, you know, kind of, you know, know him a little bit and I got to assume that was like his second question I think you're probably right that wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all I mean the fact that the surgeon is talking about wrestling that, that's yeah. probably not coming up unless you know Sammy's like alright he's bringing it up yeah for sure for yeah. sure so you're, so you're I 100% I think that was right. actually probably top of mind you know for, for someone like him it's probably like top of mind because it, it does become such a strong part of you and he probably does know he only has one year of college left and Hey, you know, this is really important to me. When am I going to be able to do this again? Yeah. I assume, well, I assume this would make him eligible for medical, potentially. I mean, yeah. That's a good assumption, (laughs) I would say. You would think. If this doesn't, then what does? Yeah, everyone gets a medical for everything. Um, So, yeah. Everything. I would would have to assume, yes, he will go uh, get, get a medical if he wants one or would apply for one. I don't know. I mean. This is sort of uncharted. Like if 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 he tore an ACL or if he had a labrum or something, it's like there's like a precedent for timelines for that. But for a gunshot wound to the stomach, you know, I have no idea. But uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're, we're we're trying to keep y'all updated as more news comes out. There was a uh, a tweet from a Columbus reporter here. I'll re- I'll pull it up quickly so I don't have to um, from. Kate Seifert said new info from Columbus police regarding shooting the injured uh, Sammy Sasso. Um, He was in the alley in the 1400 block speaking with a couple of children when two unknown suspects approached. A confrontation between the suspects and the victim ensued at which time one of the suspects produced a firearm shot the victim. Suspects then stole the victim's vehicle and fled the scene. So his car was stolen. Then 
In, in the early morning hours of Sunday, the victim's vehicle was located and recovered in the area of Sunbury Road in Easton Way. Kind of ironic. It's from the Easton area. Um, the vehicle was impounded at the Columbus Police impound lot where it was processed for evidence. So they stole his car. He's in this alley talking to kids. And it's weird. There's a news report with the kids talking. There's literally like an 11-year-old child that was there when it, when it all went down. So sort of a weird, weird circumstances around his robbery. Um, they call it attempted robbery, but if you get the car, I think yeah. you were successful. You, you successfully <laughs> robbed. Um, I think so. so. Now, Sammy, he's got to take up a page out of the Brian Robinson Jr. book, Make the NCAA Finals Come Out to Many Men yeah. by 50 Cent. That would be a good move. We'll see if he does it. Sammy may, may view that as cliche. You know, not a cliche guy, so who knows what he'll do. Um, but anyway, very uh, strange. You know, it's just not news you expect. And, you know, a lot of us woke up Sunday morning to text. It was circulating pretty wild, widely then. And late that night, I had a bunch of missed calls about it. Um, so, yeah, glad he's, glad he's doing well, as well as well can be for his circumstance. And we'll keep you updated. Nice. Anything else before we move on, Ben? Hey, you want to know what just happened to me? What happened to Ben? Well, yesterday, um, one of the things I, I we do we do one once yearly, we compile a list of all of our athletes, right? Self compiled, so we put out a, a questionnaire essentially saying like, do you want to be recruited? You know, what class are you in? Twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. What are your grades? What's your ACT? What's your parents' information? What's your all these things? You know, mm-hmm. that would be valuable to college coaches. Um, and then we send them to college coaches, so hopefully it makes that it makes it easier for coaches to recruit our guys, right? Uh, I just got an email back, and it said, "Please take me off your list." And I'm like, "Oh man, does he not have the job anymore? Like, he, this is division one, division one head coach. Like, does he not have the job anymore?" And then so I googled, and I'm like, "Wait, he's still the head coach." And then so then I sent an email back. I said, "I'll take you off my list, but is there a specific reason you don't want to recruit any of my guys?" What he say? So we'll see what he says. Who is this? I'm not gonna. You won't tell me stuff on the radio. I don't want to put this. I don't know what he's got against me or against my guys. I'm not certain. What conference? It's not. It's not a. It's not a big time school. We'll say that. So, this man hates winning. Wow. I. I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe Wisconsin kids can't get into school. I don't know. I'm not certain on what what the reasoning is. Wow. Yeah. Please take me off the list. <laughs> take me off your list. Because I have a list of about, you know, 40 colleges of, you know, a lot of them are Wisconsin schools. We have a ton of D3s, right? So all mm-hmm. of them. We've, and then lots of places where, like, guys are on the teams at other places, you know. So we've got to know the coaches. Yeah. He said, take me off your list. Man. I, I can't know, wanna, right? I just out that inbox. I you can't know, wait I to get it. I'm going to stop this show in five minutes just so I can call Ben and find out which coach said this. <laughs> Oh, it was, uh, I, I thought maybe he got fired, but I, it's on their website right now. He is currently the head coach, so okay. maybe I missed something. Well, there you go. That's um, funny, right? Yeah. Speaking of hey, coaching changes. Speaking of coaching changes, good segue. Ben is such an industry professional, guys. <laughs> um, so, Espo to USA Wrestling. I don't know if we've even got to talk about this that This is the yet. secret you were, keep, you were keeping this secret last week when we were well, talking. This was a few of this, yeah, the the Coleman thing and the Espo thing, yeah, that's what you were getting on yeah. about. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it up. I don't didn't squeal, man. 
so Esposito's going to USA Wrestling job. He was at Oklahoma State for 21 years. Seems Dude, that's crazy, huh? That's a long time. Uh, that's a so long time. He did a great job at Oklahoma State and moving on to USA Wrestling, which it's a great job. Awesome opportunity for Zach. I think he's going to love it there. And that created an opening at Oklahoma State. Zach was the associate head coach. And then Wednesday night, there was a, a team meeting at UNC, and they told the team that Coleman was going. And then for whatever reason, it took a long time for it to be all out there publicly. We had to wait till yesterday morning. But um, the stories that were reported Thursday and then retracted were ultimately true that, that Coleman was going back to Oklahoma State. So couple of the big news there, one, Coleman's there, but two, it, it creates an opening at UNC, which is, you know, if you talk to coaches in, in the, you know, in Division One, they're like, UNC's potential is insane, what what that school could be. Can I push back on that? Push. I always hate the talk of potential, right? Man, no one's done it there, right? When was the last time they got a trophy in, in Chapel Hill? Well... Uh, I think it's been quite some time, if ever. If ever. Well, potential potential is ever. potential is all about what hasn't been realized. So, yes. Of course. Okay, so yeah, that's that's I say potential, and that's, but why, that, well, okay, that's what so I mean. Can I put, I'm pushing back on all well, Allow coaches. me to push. Repush. Okay, push. Let's push, go. Push. Tell me why they have potential. Tell me. So, Sumo this out. A, a couple reasons. One, they have, imagine 9.9 scholarships plus... Cornell level financial aid, okay. So the resources and the money they're able to get guys is is really significant. They're able to get. But someone told me Coleman was always complaining he couldn't get guys into school. This is what I have not heard this from Coleman's lips, but I heard it from a good source who was very close to him. I haven't heard that. They I never, created a fake uh, class of other football no, players. No, they did. No, they did. <laughs> don't don't put that on Coleman and UNC. That's just something that. Uh, that's just something their their football program. That's just did. some classic UNC. Well, I'm yeah. saying Coleman should have cooked something up there. They're not letting <laughs> the wrestling program. If the football program could do it, UNC is not letting the wrestling coaches cook like that. First of all, <laughs> um, second of all, um, I mean, yeah, they don't get everyone. It's a very prestigious school, but you can get more in than you can for like an Ivy, or uh, even like a, a Stanford. So yeah. they, I think, yeah, you can't get in everyone. For example, just because Coleman's there now, like who you can get in at UNC versus who you can get in at Oklahoma State, yeah, that is going to be a different list for sure. You're not going to be able to get in. Yeah. But you can get in a fair amount. Um, I'm sure there are some recruits that they had to pass on um, yeah. at, at UNC, but I don't think it's a huge – It's no Harvard. It's not Harvard. It's a, it's, I don't think it's that big of a, an impediment. You've got, you know, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, athletic brand in college sports. It's up there. Okay. And great location. Have you ever been to Chapel Hill, Benjamin? You know, I actually haven't. I've been to Raleigh a whole bunch of times and never went to Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill is ridiculous. Have you been? I've never been. Oh. It's, it's, it's yeah, pristine. Well, so, I mean, like. okay, so what I was going to say, uh, I guess so my pushback would be, Obviously, geographically, it's a nice location and a nice city where people probably want to live. That's positive. Uh, full funding, also positive. Big brand, but maybe not a big brand in wrestling, so we'll say True. a small positive. Um, the conference is okay now, right? The ACC hasn't always been okay. It's better now. So mm-hmm. that's like, a, we'll say a small positive, but, you know, a lot of the best big kids. Thank God, Chains, I heard to rage on about the Big Ten. 
but you know like that may be impactful to some kids good good but not great school right so like ivies are better but it is a good school so it's got a good mix but i just feel like that is the case with kind of uh there's kind of a lot of schools that could kind of fit the bill there and maybe even some of the big 10 might be more desirable um and so I think it comes down to, like, do you got a guy in wrestling more than anything? Do you have a guy that can coach? And so you look like NC State, who was just down the road from Chapel Hill. It's like, well, they had that potential, too. And then they got a good coach, right? Yeah. But you could say the same thing about there. There's been crappy schools in the middle of nowhere who did a good job, who you would say don't have a lot of potential. But if you get the right coach in there, me they can get the thing done you know it's, it's all about the coaching so are they yeah. a good coach who's going to be able to develop guys and stay there and that's kind of it so i think i don't know i just like feel like that potential thing could be labeled to 40 percent of the programs in division one wrestling yeah mm, i don't it's far better than a top just 40 percent job in wrestling they're Okay. I'll die on that hill for sure. Potential, yeah. You That's have to have the right person to unlock. You needed the right person to unlock the potential at Penn State. Uh, yes. uh, a school that was never Agreed. reached that close of uh, success that they had. I mean, that's an understatement, right? Unlocked the potential at um, Cornell. He unlocked the... Yeah. Rob Cole unlocked that potential for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold on, J.D. That's a great example of someone who said, like, they don't have great potential. It's a crap place to live, middle of nowhere in New York. It's an Ivy, hard to get kids into, no scholarships, right? And you can go down the list, and there's like a whole bunch of things, but Rob Cole did a great job, made it happen. I mean, that would be like a school who did not have a ton of potential, and Rob Cole made them a really, really elite wrestling program. Hmm, Ithaca's a crap place. It's cold. Ithaca's a crap place. Do you really want to live there? Uh, well, not particularly, but I wouldn't be... Ah, <laughs> tell the truth. What? I, I wouldn't lament it if I were there. It's not the worst. Okay. Okay. It's ni- nice little town. Where's the worst place to live? Like, okay, worst D1. Bro, I'll tell you South right Coast now. State. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Uh, no. Well, I would what's say. What's the worst one? There's got to be a worst one. There's got to be one that this is the worst place to live. Um, well, I'll just tell you this. When we drove <laughs> to Colorado Springs, we took went kind of like northwest. Texas yeah. is, man. If you most of Texas is not a place you would want to live. It, it was no. desolate, and horrible. I was like, man, living in Austin. It was like right near Dallas, right near Houston, in Austin, San Antonio. There's nowhere else you really want to be unless you're at like South Padre or something. Not, not great. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, but there's no D ones over there, Christian. So you got to answer the question. Unless Ty, you want to be rich oil man. I'm not gonna say the 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 worst Why division. Not? Well, I, well, maybe what I'll say. Where would I just not want to live? It's you not need this some crap place. places. Buffalo, too much snow. Don't want to live there. I would not. I would probably take a lot of snow over more extreme cold weather. A la like, like a what? like a North Fargo? Dakota. Yeah. And it's windy in the winter there too. Yeah. I'm not playing this game. I did not agree to this game and I'm not gonna say the worst. Uh, this division. is a fun game to play. We should play it. You should you got Flo should make a poll. You should do a bracket. <laughs> Which place would you least like to live of all the division ones in, in the this United is, That would really endear well, us. There's to also those like schools. a lot of other factors besides like if we're just talking straight up town. No, we're talking straight up location. That's straight it. up location. Crime rate. Well, so some people might hate cities, right? So then for those mm-hmm. people they would That's... vote out Say Columbia. There's no way in hell they're going to live in in New York City. Not oh, going to happen. Man, the idea of 
Ben, can you imagine if you had like your whole family living in New York City? That'd be to me. That'd be just like the most annoying thing to oh, live as in, like, a family. Man, not good. Oh, yeah. brutal! Like if it was just me or me and Katie, that'd be one thing. But yeah, so that would be for me the prestigious Ivy League University in New York. I would not want to live <laughs> you're, there. You're thinking the easy way but out. If, but if I were a college kid, Manhattan sounds kind of neat. Yeah, sounds cool. Uh huh. Um, so I don't know. I'm not playing this game. I don't even want to be around that. Oh, anymore. that's a fun game to play. Hey, you want to know? You want to know one of my uh, stupid theories about wrestling? But love... North Carolina puts it off. Okay. Okay. One of the reasons why Pennsylvania is so great is they have, and they've had more in the past. There've been a few they've dropped, but I believe they still have fourteen Division One colleges, right? Yeah. So if you have one hundred forty varsity spots of, of wrestling. And then, obviously, inevitably, some of that population is going to go coach or teach or whatever, right, as they graduate and get older. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a lot of high-level wrestlers influencing younger generations, and there's going to be a plethora of them. So that would, therefore, mean, you know, like, Pennsylvania is the best, right? And so certain other, like, Ohio has, I believe, five. Uh, but North Carolina has seven Division ones, and they're still not very good. Virginia has six Division ones. They're still not very good. I beg your pardon. <laughs> They're not very good. How what many Fargo Americans do they have? I don't know. I can't count that high. No. <laughs> so my theory about Pennsylvania does not hold up when you apply to uh, other states. Yeah, North it's coaching. Carolina, Virginia. It's, it's coaching, and that's why Texas isn't. If you have good coaches, you'll be a lot better. And if you don't, if it's your football coaches are coaching all the high school kids. Yeah. That's a big problem. So, but do you think that do you think the Division One wrestlers from North Carolina and Virginia move back other places, or like, why do you think they don't stay there and coach in mass? Well, one thing you could that may be true is if you go from, um, if you're from Pencil, if you wrestle in Pennsylvania, there's probably a good chance you're from Pennsylvania. If you wrestled at, you know, Franklin Marshall, Bucknell, or even Penn State, yeah. higher probability you're from that state. Whereas there's less of a probability that you're actually from North Carolina, which means you're... There's a good chance you're from Pennsylvania if you're also in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. So you maybe you just go back go back home there. Um, but yeah, you're right. It hasn't really hasn't really improved. Tr trickled down. Yeah. And it takes a while. Um, you know. Okay. It's so open Coleman to AWA Scott, down there. Oklahoma State. I told you, I think he's crazy. Leaving a head job for uh, a head assistant and obviously the beautiful Chapel Hill, which I've never been to, but I have heard it's nice. For Stillwater, that's a tough trade right there. Well, let's get into that because there's so much discussion about, okay, is this an heir apparent type of job? Is that what that this means? Does this mean that Coleman Scott is the next head coach at Oklahoma State? And if it is, Ben, then I think you would say, Okay, probably a smart move. This is obviously Coleman's dream job. He's made no secret about that. Um, so if that's the case, um, for all we know, he got a raise, right? Um, we can find you that think? out. It's, po it's, it's entirely possible. I um, don't think he got a raise, but even if he were, even if he were to be, if the pay were to go down, um, cost of living. It would, Cost of living is probably like half or less, mm -hmm. right, in Stillwater. So I remember when I was considering Mizzou uh, a handful of years back, and I looked at the cost of houses down there. I'm like, damn, like, Wisconsin's not even that expensive, and I can get, like, a 
double his big house for the same price. This is crazy. So from Chapel Hill to Stillwater, you could probably get like a a mega mansion for the same price you get a, a small house for in Chapel Hill. Yeah, that's that is possibly true as well. Uh, so yeah, I th- I think I would imagine the from a resource perspective, if I had to guess, at worst it's like even. I wouldn't be surprised if he's making more. You and think so? I, I just said I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not. But I'm the not, UNC I'm not job had to pay well. Uh, let's see, Coleman Scott. What else happened? Coleman Scott salary. Sure. Yeah. Probably have to go to the public. This is where we need Kozak. Kozak's got to yeah. be weighing in here. He's he's our. Someone in the chat. Google the UNC it. like directory page or whatever. You can probably find it if they're technically a public university. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I think I got a Coleman Scott overview, Coach. Wow, oh, this is 2017. In 2017, he was making 120. I gotta assume it's went up since then, because you're right. If, if it's 120, then I would say he probably, he's probably making that much. Yeah, for sure he is. But this is this is 27. That's six years ago. So. Yeah. But it ain't like it's. I mean, I'd be surprised if it got up like 80 to two. And I wonder what uh, like yeah. what was Espo at? That would probably be a good gauge too, because it's basically okay. that job. Let's do that. Um. And then we're going to air your financials next, Ben. You know, I've, I, I've looked at my financials online, and they are not right. You're right. Look at this. In 2018, Zach was making 140. Damn it, Christian. You're right. Yeah, bro. 2018, Zach was making 141. Yeah. So, would not be surprised if it's a, a pay increase. So, okay. Matt, say it out loud. Pay increase. Dream job. Right. Even if... Here's the other thing. Is there a guarantee he gets the head job at Oklahoma State? I think the answer to that is no. I think the answer to that is no. I don't think there's a guarantee. Um, That's based on my understanding of the other candidates that were reached out to. It didn't sound like that was part of the deal. But for think about it from Coleman's perspective, like it's your dream job. You want this job, right? Yeah. Uh Is coming to Oklahoma State going to put you in a better position to potentially get it? Yes. Absolutely, it is. So it's strategic. And if it if it knocks you up a couple of percentage points in more likelihood of of getting it, then it's a it's a worthwhile job. And Coleman's been looking for a while. He, he threw his hat in the ring at Oklahoma, so he's been considering leaving UNC for a bit. So I th- I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think there's a good chance he is the next head coach at, at Oklahoma State. What I don't think is that there's some guarantee in writing that he will be. But either way, um, I think smart move. His his wife. Well, first of all, he went there. His wife's from Oklahoma, so I think there's a lot of, a lot of reasons to. The I think they make it mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he's a cowboy. He's a he is a cowboy through and through. He's a cowboy, and there is something very special about um, about the place you went to college. Of course, for sure. Yeah, of course. Would if Brian said, "Hey, I'm handing you the keys." Missouri's yours. He tried. He tried to bring me back a few times. I damn, I almost went. Br- bring you back, but he's 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 the head coach. If he said, I know, with with obviously a guarantee that I would be the coach within a relatively short window. Hmm. It's yeah. been a while. At what point do you want to be a, a college coach? Never. None. When I turned that one, I mean that was. Uh, a long five, six, seven years ago. The last time it, it was like three times, and I always felt bad because I love Coach Smith. He's so awesome. Um, 
And so one of the times it was like the pay was nothing. It was like I was making more in one fight than I would for an entire year of coaching. And I'm like, Flex. and I was still kind of like early on and in my, I would say in my prime. And I'm like, dude, I can't, can't, I'm not, I'm not done with this thing yet. And I can't go do that. And the pay definitely can't justify my making that move. Um, and then the last time was, Dude, it was hard. I almost said yes. I almost left, but it was like, well, me and Max got this thing in Wisconsin going. It's going really well. My mom's, you know, we're living two miles with my mom, and she loves all of our kids. And that was, those two things were probably the biggest ones, you know? And then it's just like, I really, really like what I'm doing, and I like the freedom that I have with the academies. Uh, yeah, that was most, so yeah, it was, it, but it was hard. It was hard because I love Columbia, Missouri, and I love the Missouri Tigers. So it was very difficult. What if we, what if Coach Smith said, Ben, we got we got a place for you and your mom two miles from your house, perfect location. Your mom's coming too. Then what? Uh, I mean, honestly, Amy and I had that conversation of like, did we just tell my mom like, hey, we'll pay we'll pay you coming with, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then it was like, but then I'm screwing my brother, right? Because now I'm leaving and my mom's leaving. I thought I even thought of some extreme stuff, Christian. I thought of like uh, you know, getting my own small plane to, to be able to commute back and forth and wild stuff like that. Man, I don't like uh, the idea of you in a small plane. I almost got my pilot's license, bro. Like Wyatt Hendrickson. Okay, Sethman does it. Let, don't get I me. I did. No. I was halfway there, and the damn instructor left town, and they didn't get another instructor. Dang. Can't yeah. learn how to fly in Wisconsin. Um, well, well, that was in college in Mizzou. Oh, okay. Well, that would have been fun. Man, I, did you ever meet our guy, John Michael Zach, when he worked here? Um, yeah, I remember him. Uh-huh. This dude, so he, he doesn't work at Flow anymore, but he was he works for a, another company, and they were flying. He said they had to do, like, an emergency landing, and they, they fly in these little freaking planes, and he was telling the story. Like, he was, like, having to come to terms with, like, potentially, like, dying on, oh. the, on this little private plane thing. It had a oh propeller. So I'm trying to do anything I can to make him never get in that plane again. But he's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Those, those little planes are, are scary. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not even going to say it. Moving on. Oklahoma State. Um, and here's the other thing. Like, everyone is talking about John and retirement and everything. And I, and I understand. But he's 58. It's not like he's, you Dang, know, really. He's not seventy-two. He's not that. Fifty-eight's kind of old, though. For I mean, how many college coaches are older than the age of fifty-eight? I would say there's probably. Let me think. Eight, ten. So probably less than ten percent, maybe. Division head coaches. Um, yeah, yeah, head coaches, of course. Um. There's some. But Tom Borelli, I'm I, sure I feel is. like the intensity of the job is higher than a normal job, so very few oh, hang yeah. on to, like, you know, 65 so would be a really, really old rest, you know, college wrestling coach. Like how old's Tom Ryan? He's definitely not 58. He's way no. younger than John. Like 52? Yeah, he wrestled Pat. Yeah. Um, well, I think you know what I think you know what I wonder why some college coaches don't do it as they get older uh, is like maybe take a step back and say like, hey, I still kind of want to be around and I kind of like this, but I don't want to be in charge anymore because it's just too hard. Let me let me take a step back. I'll be the second assistant. 
Um, and I'll take care of all, you know, all this Mike stuff I've been doing this for 25 years. So it's not as hard for me anymore. And I'll let you guys run the program. Like I'm kind of surprised more coaches don't do that. Yeah, I could see that. Because wow. it would be so valuable to have like this wise old sage. You know, if you're a 35 year old guy, to have this guy who's been doing it and who knows how to work with the administration and has done so many things, it would be so valuable to, valuable to have them around. Um. So I would say. I don't know what I would say. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I think it's tough. If even if, if you're the guy that follows the guy, if he's around, that's just that's tough, right? Because why? No, it's um, not. Have a relationship with him. Be grateful that you have a, a resource like that. Yeah. That's ego. That's ego talking. We gotta get rid of that ego. It ain't, it ain't productive. I'm not sure about age, but John Smith along with Tom Borelli, have been at their current institutions the longest. Ooh, they were Borelli's both hired in 1991. Yeah. I would say Mark Manning's got to be close to John Smith. Oh, yeah. Also. Mark Manning that was hired at Nebraska in 2000 as head coach. But I can't think of anyone older. Like, those, that would be the three, and I can't really think of anyone older than that. I think yeah, everyone I else guess is younger. It's a good point. Maybe there's a couple. Um, yeah. I mean, with J-Rob was older, but he hasn't been the coach for six, seven years now, I guess. Yeah, or, it's been a minute. Yep. Okay. So, that's that. We And we, we're kind of telling you what we know or think. Um, and we'll see what, you know, how long John remains and what it means for Coleman. But I think it's a smart move for, for Coleman, or I understand it, at least I'll say. And then, um, yeah, we'll see on the on the UNC front. That's a that's a yeah. in, in my opinion, it can be a top ten program uh, team that finishes in the top ten. I think they can be. I think they can do the things that that Virginia Tech and NC State have done. I believe that. I believe yeah. that mm-hmm. that's its potential. But yes, I agree with that. those those teams have it rolling, and uh, along with. Uh, Another thing I was going to push back, like you said, it's a good school, not a great school. It, them or Michigan are the number one public schools in in America. Really, they flip flop. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. UNC is that good? Better yes. than like, say, uh, Wisconsin. So they're really good at academics. Are they better than Wisconsin? Yeah. Really, I believe so. That's what I was told this weekend by a coach that. Okay. Went- Definitely know that. The University of North Dude, Carolina uh, Chapel Dude's Hill admissions now. is most selective no. with an acceptance rate of 19% and an early acceptance rate of 25.7%, according to U.S. News and World Report. UNC. Okay. Anyway. Dang. Fifth among... All right. In 22, it was fifth among national public. Okay. So, yeah. That's good. But obviously, you know, that does negate... Because there are quite a few... Uh, quite a few um, Ivy League schools that do support wrestling. Yes, but okay, think about the concession there. There's there's some Ivy League. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can get into a... There's harder schools to get into, but apart from Cornell and now Penn, it's like there's a there's a wrestling trade-off there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, Harvard's had some successful people in the past. Um Brown really hasn't had anyone who's very good. Um, who else? I mean, there's Columbia, Brown, Harvard. Columbia's had a few successful guys. But it's been a long time for Harvard. Has. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. So, good old Jesse Jansen with that crab ride, baby. Whew. He was good. JP O'Connor, undefeated oh, yeah. national champion, 157, 2010, I think. He's a beast. Okay. Justin Hampton says Navy is the number one public school in the country. All right. Is that true? Is it public? I, I guess not. I guess technically it is public. I mean, what qualifies as? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literal branch of you know, it's the military, so it feels public. Um, it's not a university, though. What is it? Oh, what? Because it doesn't have four-year or uh, master's programs? No, it's because it's a service academy. Yeah. It's also true. But then you don't pay for it. So then you have like you don't pay nothing. Scholar- all scholarships. Bro, we we toured the Air Force Academy. I was like secretly hoping. I was like, man, I wonder if the kids would get into this idea. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> man. You want to talk about hard to get into. That's very like hard to get into. Man. Yeah. But they're they're freaking smart. I mean, you literally like need a letter from the like senator. You think something. I can? I got senators lined up to send letters, JD. Don't worry about that part. The hardest part, it will be them wanting to them committing to that life. I think. And you gotta do what five years of service afterwards, also. Yeah. But you get paid your junior and senior. Your, your last two years, you do get paid. Yeah, I saw an AWA guy. What's that guy's name? Jack. Jack Ganos, baby. Yeah. Dude, I, honestly, the, the, it was so it was a great experience. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but like, it's like if you wonder where all like the nice, respectful, good kids are, they're, they're all there. Like you, for every kid you ran into, <laughs> and not just on the wrestling team, it's just like, this like these are the these are the people you want your kids around. Um, that's what I was thinking that whole time. Katie had the same right. impression too. But great place, and I'm sure Army and and. Uh, West Point and Naval Academy are both similar. These are our best. Anyway, enough Air Force Radio Live. Where do we want to go next? Has he done this Air Force Radio acceptance Live. rates? Um, <laughs> He's looking at university. The University of Florida. That, that is, is shocking good, to it's me. It's a good school. That is shocking yep, to me. Yep. No way. I, I had impossible. a friend. I had a friend that uh, went there, and he's. I was like, "That's a good school." He's like, "Yeah, it's really hard." Speaking to get of which. Swamp Monsters, the Netflix Untold, uh, comes out today, I believe. It might already be out. Swamp Monsters is what it's called? Yeah. Oh, man. It's on the, like, Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez. Riley Cooper. Yep. Percy Harvin from Virginia. That, that era. That was quite an era. Theaters. You should watch that. You know what else you should watch, Ben? What's up? Have you seen the movie Cleaver? Cleaver? Scott Cleaver? No, Cleaver. Look, it's on my mug here. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's uh, it's kind of a mix between uh, Goodfellas and Saw. Ooh, it, I don't know about that. I'm, it, I'm not into that type of movie. It's Christopher Maltasanti's first movie. I don't know him either. You don't? No. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, you should don't check it out. Nose up at me, snob. At least Google it. No, I'm not being a snob. <laughs> I'm not being. A, I'm just surprised you haven't heard of. I mean, it's his first. I mean, no, I, one no. of the Baldwins is in it. He plays the lead. I think it may even be Billy. So you should look into it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, um, hey, so Ray, uh, Ray, Ramos is the acting interim head coach, but they're doing a they're doing a nationwide search. Do you think they're going to get good candidates, or will Tony Ramos get the job? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a brutal blow to Tony. Will they get good uh, candidates? Okay. Well, or I, you know what? Actually, my wife yelled at me for saying something like this the other day. Sometimes... Um, 
Uh, I I don't say things properly, right? I, I I won't tell you what I said the other day in front of someone else. But I said, uh, so okay, Tony's a good candidate. Are they going to get other good candidates that yes. are fine for the to. job? And if so, will one of those candidates be better than Tony? Uh, Is that more fair? Th- there will be good candidates, hundred percent. We talked about this. It's a good position. It's a great job. It's a great job. They're going to get really good candidates for sure. Um, okay. I think it will be hard Who is- for. Who's the best candidate right now who's not a head coach somewhere else? That's not a head coach somewhere else. That's a tough one, right? I mean, I actually, th- there's the obvious Casey and Cody. They I mean, leave it. But they don't count. They're they don't count. Um, it's hard to know because they're not a head coach. Talk- how good of a coach are they? Well, how, well it's, it's an unknown. But there's – who would it be? Well, okay, hold on. Let me let me interject something real quick. Jared Frayer. Actually, someone. someone I'd say Jared Frayer. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I agree. Um, but someone was asking me about this, this. They asked me this question the other day, and I think there's so many guys who are competing longer in wrestling, and it was just weird because that there's there's this weird time gap where it wasn't really happening, say prior to we'll say 2016. So mm-hmm. a bunch of these guys like who graduated right around say like 2012 uh, through 20 you know through moving forward have now committed to wrestling kind of like permanently or for a really long time. Therefore, less of them are being uh, assistant coaches like right now, and so it's going to be a weird gap. At some point, they're obviously all going to retire, and then likely a bunch of them will go into coaching. But there's this weird gap where there feels like maybe there's not a ton of great candidates because of that. Uh Certainly, the Kyle Dakes, David Taylor, Jordan Burroughs in a previous Dane generation, Rutherford, Oliver, yeah, etc. They would all find their way into college coaching, you know, a generation or so ago. Yeah, typically. Um, yeah, I think so. But I, I don't think there's a shortage of quality coaches. Maybe there are. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, you could be right. You could definitely be right. Um, and I'm curious to see in like 10, 15 years from now what of those legends do eventually make their way to division one ranks or do they all kind of do the david taylor thing just like have a club full of hammers and i don't um, think so i mean i'll tell you because running the club business uh while there's a potential to be profitable uh it's way harder to make money uh doing this than it is doing that i mean pat popolizio is made there's a lot of these uh someone's put pat pops making 300 i think brian smith somewhere the same like I don't think you can make that much money with a singular academy. Be that profitable. I think it's impossible. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I, no, I, I won't. I, I'm, I'm, but I know I, I know the economics pretty well, and I, I think that's impossible. Um, so it is hard to make that really, really high-end money, and then if obviously you do multiple sites, then you're adding other difficulties like managerial duties, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, so you do get more freedom. There's a positive side to it, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, and then on the other side, it's like, it's easier. Like, you just get a paycheck. You don't got to be an entrepreneur and start from scratch and have a bunch of hard years. You just get, you know, an assistant coach. We saw Espo was making 140. Like, that's a really good living. There's a, here's your job, boom, and then you work your way up, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping, I mean, I just think it would be fun to, to imagine Kyle and David and Jordan, like, coaching in the, in the division one ranks i know jordan has been openly like i will not i'm not going to i don't want to coach college like yeah it's i think funny. i think That's his time that. just around nebraska after um 
graduating and being there for so long and with with Brian he kind of got to observe but not be super involved with the various headaches of college coaching he's like well, ah, he tried coaching he for did, like a year he did one year I think it was like the 13-14 year or 14-15 I'll never forget I was like I mean he was obviously a world Olympic champion he's the best wrestler in the world at that point in time I remember mm-hmm. it was like the scuffle or something and he's just sitting there and imagine he's like he's doing the iPad for the the match I was like what is happening? Jordan we Bruce I've had like recording film or what? Yeah, he was doing the film for this. I was like, what? I'll never forget that. I was like, hey. Obviously, Jordan's not above that. But it, it's, Don't be it, above that. Sometimes you got to mop the mats, Christian. And of course he's not. But it's it was still just strange to me. Like, he's at the height yeah. of his powers and he's filming this on the iPad. Like, that's, yeah. that was just, it just stuck out. I mean, and Dake's been on staff a couple, I think a couple different times at Cornell over the years. Um, yeah. There was, I think there was a time both Dake and Bur- Burroughs were coaching. I think so. Um, Jordan might be too busy fighting David Taylor. What the heck? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Listen, that seems perfect to me. Does it? Yeah, they both want to have one fight. They, they want to have a fight. Seems like they do, right? Um, and they only want to do one. They don't want to make a career out of it, it doesn't seem. Like, yeah, just go fight each other. Because, okay, what, say, you really want Jordan fighting a nobody for his one fight and the answer to that's no you don't right that's mm-hmm. lame and boring and probably too easy for him kind of like Bo Nichols early fights too easy for him and then what big name is going to say hey I want to take on this really really uber elite wrestler like that's not going to happen right so who else, who is he going to fight and so if they both want one fight and not make a career of it it really makes a lot of sense for them to fight each other I mean sign me up to watch I mean, I will watch because how could I not? But also, I don't want to. I don't want that. It's like, I, I, how about this? Here's a crazy idea. It's crazy. It's a little off the wall. How about you wrestle each other? Because the last time you did, did that, and it was great. Why would I, okay, I don't want to see? What about I, what listen, they want? They want to have a fight. Yeah, I, I'm talking about what I want. Yeah, they may no, want to fight. Stop I want to selfish. What I want to watch want? them do what they're best at. Just like I want to watch Gable Stevenson do real wrestling. Yeah, That's what he's best Christian, at. Why can't they do other things if they want to? I'm not they saying. Like they say, they're no, no, not no. saying, I want to be wrestling forever. They're just saying, I want one fight. Ben, I'm not saying what they can and can't do. Don't, don't. They're, Let them have some fun. They can do whatever the heck they want. I'm saying what I want. I don't want to see that. See, piece of traditionalist. I, 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 not once. I like the freak show stuff. Not, well, you're not Sign saying you up. can't see it just once. I will watch. I've already said I'll watch. I'm watching. Okay. I'll watch them arm wrestle. That's that's irrelevant. I'm a degenerate. I'll watch I'll watch anything, but I don't want. I would rather watch them wrestle. I'm allowed to have a preference, and I'd rather watch them wrestle because they're two of the best that have ever lived to do it. And I've seen them do it a couple times, and it was great. So I'd love to see it again. Whereas okay. I don't want to see the the Muay Thai of Jordan Burroughs or the Jiu Jitsu of David Taylor. I don't care about that. I want to see them wrestle each other. Okay, I understand. I fully understand what you're saying. You don't get but it. But let's deal with reality. They have both said, I would like to fight. And I just walked you through, like, the possibility of their opponents. Like, they're either going to have to start off with a person who's not very good, kind of a nobody. Um, and they're going to be way better than them, right? It's not going to be competitive. Or they have to fight someone really good who's got a big name. But who's going to sign up for that? Who's going to say, I want to fight David Taylor. He's going to take me down 27 times and smother me. They don't want to do that. Come on. The reason it is actually interesting to me 
is because of the unknown. We know how good they are at wrestling. They're the best in the yes. world. But are they are they that good at MMA? Are they that good at basketball? Let's see. Well, let's keep, really let's roll out a basketball, that Ben. Question fully, JD, because in order to answer that question, we'd have to see them do it for a right. while. You know, like with a Bo Nickel, and this is Bo, Bo's going through this process. In the beginning, you got to fight all these kind of nobodies, right? Guys who aren't very good, and it's a mismatch. Like Bo's just so elite at what he does, it's not going to be competitive, right? Fights that guy um, who's eating Reese's cups or whatever. What but even now, say? even now, Bo is like what six and zero or seven and zero. Like the top guys still aren't signing up. They're gonna say, "Nah, he ain't ranked. He's new. I'm not fighting him." So it's probably still gonna take Bo, and they're moving Bo fast, right? But it's still probably gonna take another, I don't know, two, three, four. You no, know, so now we're talking about ten fights to get to you know a really highly ranked opponent. Like Jordan Burroughs and David Taylor, if they both want one fight, it makes perfect sense for them to fight each other. Okay. It's so perfect. Just let's just do it. But no, here, here's the but. I would love to see Dana White promote it or some other major promoter. Um, and, you know, I think one championship has done this type of thing because I don't want to see these two dudes fight on some small show where there's 500 people in the crowd. That because that ain't right for them, right? These are special, very special wrestling people. I don't want to see them fight uh, in a sold out 20,000 seat arena somewhere. That's what I want to see. Do it at NCAAs before the finals. Think, think the ESPN would love it? After the finals. Kind of a great idea. Kind of, 20,000 fans. Who's leaving? There's no way There's no way ESPN would let, let, let us do that. I don't know. ESPN, UFC, if UFC's behind it, they're... UFC. Oh, they're a UFC CM promotes... Punk. That's not... Listen, now you're thinking. These are great ideas, Christian. UFC yeah. does a card, a very small card, right before... The NCAA finals, you get maybe, you know, Bo Nickel in there. But then they can't control their own gate because the NCAA is taking the gate for the... We need two 20,000-seat stadiums next to each other. There's lots of those. <laughs> There's lots of those. Globe Life in Arlington and uh, Jerry World. They should have NCAA... Battle at the ballpark. Real yeah. battle at the ballpark. Yep. Yep. All right. That's cool. I mean, if you guys weren't, if you guys were, knew what you're doing, you guys would try to sign them right now. <laughs> sign with Flow to do this fight. But then, if you guys don't do it right, if you guys don't build this up, I'm gonna be really mad at you guys. Well, yeah, I would love to see. I'll it. commentate. Wow, Ben's on. I would love well, that. You guys don't have an MMA commentator, so I'll be, I'll be your guy. You'd be perfect. Make put Bader in with me. You and Chael. Oh, there we go. Chael, do it. He's yeah. in. That'd be great. Ben, would you have switched? You probably answered this before, but would you have switched to MMA if you were making uh, a better living just wrestling, or did you have that itch so. to get into the ring, like Jordan's well, talking I, about? I think I feel the way these guys feel. I think they're like, hey, I like combat. That'd be fun. You know, that was a, a natural thought for me and for the, for them, right? They're, they're having this feeling. Um, and But I also really loved wrestling. I love it, you know? But so it's like I was looking forward and saying, well, I can't make a living doing this. I, you know, I'm going to have a wife and kids, and I, I'm i I'm only so poor that I can't do nothing. So I'm going to go do something where I can actually make some money. Um, and I actually enjoyed it, right, naturally, like like they would, right? If someone said, you can't wrestle anymore, you have to do something else, like they would enjoy fighting. Um, but no, if I was making a reasonable living, like I don't think I ever would have left. And that, that was why I said kind of, I said that earlier with that coaching, like generationally, 
Um, it wasn't until after Jordan, I don't, say, I don't know if Jordan was a pioneer or if it was just kind of a sure. myriad of factors that happened, but prior to Jordan, people couldn't wrestle um, as a living. Mm-hmm. You know, like they couldn't do that uh, for really long periods of time, maybe for handful years. And maybe they were also an assistant coach, but they weren't just a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if we can pull it in, but did you did you take this picture of Shane Sparks' van? No, I found this van on the highway. I was in Michigan at the D-Glow, and I saw that van, and I'm like, stop. I need a picture of this van. I so mean, you did take I the picture. I the person driving the car, driving the same speed as the van, because I needed a great picture of it. That is incredible. I don't know if we can show it, but if we can. What's up? Oh, my gosh. It is a large black Ram van with an airbrush paint job of Roadhouse. It's got Patrick it's Swayze, so awesome. and then who? What was the name of the old guy? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. He looked. They made him look like really young and majestic with the good flow on the right. But yeah, that's that's where Shane Sparks when he's uh when he's going to duels, when he's got a Friday Sunday in Wisconsin and in Minnesota, he's getting around in the Roadhouse van. That's mm-hmm. how he's traveling. And the best part is it's like airbrush, like those T-shirts. You yes, the fair. I like. I'm I'm like so surprised. JD hasn't rolled up with a shirt with this airbrushed on it. It's true. I almost, man. I want one. I almost got yeah, you a really cool shirt. We should make this shirt for Shane. He would wear it. We should get, we should get, I wonder if they could oh, airbrush yeah. like a button-up shirt. Like have a button-up shirt with like Swayze <laughs> and the old guy just says Roadhouse on it. He would, he would love it. If he had a Vision yeah. Quest one, he would wear that on the broadcast. Did you oh see this uh, Vision Quest poster from um, Australia or the UK? That somebody sent us? No. Shane Shane wants it. Shane, of course he wants it. The best. Oh, I saw that. And that you're talking about it's in the comments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Let's do some but questions. You should, wait, can we read what it says on this poster? Yeah. Loudon Swain has two Wow, I did not mind. read the poster. <laughs> the sixth well, world champion <laughs> he has to wrestle. Which, listen, they're 160 pounds or whatever. That dude ain't 6'4", for one, right? And the 5'2", brunette, he wants to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so corny. Uh, the movie. Oh, my God. I mean, it's very fitting for the It's movie. so fitting. Very on brand. No denying that. What a bad movie. You and fools. it's called Crazy for You. Yeah. Not Vision Weird. Quest. What a, that would have been a, such a stupid name for the movie. So All right. stupid. Questions. I want to do them. Uh, which team, what NCAA team this year has the biggest potential but could also bust? Probably Oklahoma State. You see, so talk to me about their potential. What do you see? Well, like they could throw someone like Braden Thompson was a number one recruit, and how is he going to be at the college level? I don't know. Maybe he's really good. Maybe he's not. I'm not certain, you know. Um, and they, I think they have a few guys that I feel that way about. What do you think about Spratley? Like Sam. I think he could be really good, but I could see a scenario where he's not that good. You know, it's like we don't know. We don't know how good he is at the NCAA level. He won a few tough matches last year, uh, but as a full-time D1 guy, we're not sure. I am going to say the University of Iowa – because oh. if their lineup is their lineup right now, they will be very good. If they are imposed gambling sanctions like has been rumored, 
and actually self-reported for a long time, their lineup could be very different. So Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say, one, I'm going to presume that all their wrestlers will wrestle this year. I feel like Ohio State's a good one because, honestly, just look at last year. Like, they were they struggled all last year, right? And then they, they good Big Tens, great NCAAs, and they got a trophy. Yeah, but like that's this, true. They, they lost some duels. They had an abysmal CKLV. Like, it looked bad. But then they yeah. kind of wrestled up their potential. But the the inverse could also happen with with a team well, like that. They could, and 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 to to the point I made about Oklahoma State, they have a guy like Nick Feldman. Like, how, you know, he was out because of injury. How's he going to come back? Because I mean, we were all thinking this is a guy who's going to challenge for an NCAA title, and we didn't really see him at all last year. Yeah, I'll say Michigan is is a team with a, a lot of potential. You know, Michael really? D'Agostino, Michael D'Agostino could win NCAA's. You got Chris Cannon, Davidson. Um, but I'm saying, why would you say downside there? Because we've we've seen all these guys who've already done the thing, so we don't have to really like worry about them. And you know what I'm saying? We don't say like, well, how did Cannon and D'Agostino do this last year? What'd you say? How did Cannon and D'Agostino do at NCAs last year? Uh, not as good as the previous year. Poor. So there's volatility there with those two guys. Shane Griffith. Well, they were just okay. So hold on, can I push back on that? I feel like they were guys. At the NCAA level, unless you're like, say, a solid top three or top four guy, that five, lots of times, hey, we, we should do tiers at some point, but the five through, I don't know, 15 is like semi-interchangeable. And I feel like, you know, that that's kind of one of my arguments on the NCAA point scoring is like a guy, you know, if they get the right draw and they get an All-American and they finish six or seven, that's big points. If they finish around a 12, it's potentially no points. Well, that's the whole very, point very, of the question. Minimal. It's like the potential. Okay, so- fair. That's but it could also bust. That's yeah. why it's like actually a perfect example. Right. Um, you know, Shane Griffith, he's a title contender typically, right? But he's he's had some variance in his performance, and he'll be at Michigan this yeah. year. Um, so, yeah, I think they're they're definitely a team. I'm trying to think of some Hey, other. can I ask you a question quick here? Are we Hit going me. overtime? Because I have 5% left in my battery. If we're not going overtime, I think I'm going to be good. But if we're going past 930, I should probably run and get my charger. The, we're, I think we'll be done right at around 9.30. Okay. Um, okay, next question. If Aussie Man Strongboy fell in shark-infested water, how long would it take for Ben to jump in? Obviously, I'm getting in there. But okay. I'm, well, at that point, you probably don't even have uh, the time to be scared. Yeah, you're just right? your you instincts just take kick in. Yeah. Someone got devoured in Egypt in the ocean by a shark. Uh. Recently, yeah. Um, the real Avery Lynch. What happened to the Commando movie review? Okay, so I think on this Thursday, I about that. We're gonna set the tone. We're gonna say, "Hey, Shane, can you commit to next Thursday? Can we commit oh, to next okay. Thursday?" Um, I will be on. somewhere on the road. We're gonna find a date to commit to, and we're gonna yes. write it down, and we're gonna say it out loud on the show, and we're gonna do a Commando review, and it's gonna be awesome. Commando is, is perfect for this. Um, when do we have the full who's number one card? It's two weeks away. That is true. Don't we have that? We have it, right? Hey, uh, we've released is, a lot of matchups. I don't, know, I don't know if it's no, the full. No heavyweight match. I know that. Oh, boo. Did we release this? Okay, yeah. let's see. Well, I also, I actually was thinking this last night and I almost texted you and then I forgot about it. All right. I'm going to start reading matchups that I think are happening. Uh, okay. 
So, uh, Connor Mirasola, Aiden Sinclair. We know about Maybe, that one. Uh, William Hinkle, Joe Seeley, rematch. Yep. Anthony Knox, Leo DeLuca, pure fire. Cody Merrill, Sawyer Bartle. Christian Castillo, Paul Kenny. Uh, Kyle Larkin, Ben Devino. Daniel Zapata, Bo Bassett. Ty Ice, Angelo Ferrari. Jax Forrest, Jordan Rady. Colin Rath, Pearson Manville. Wait, so our, our, uh, I felt like there was... Um, a whole bunch of matches at like say 126 through 138. Can you read me the weight classes? The Bassett one, the Forest one, the Zepeda one. 126 and... is Forest Rainey. Okay. 138 uh, is Bassett Zepeda. Bo Bassett's 138? Yeah, boy. Is he actually that big or is he just bumping up so that way he can get the match? I he think wants? he's planning to be bigger. Think this okay, because he just wrestled one. What he wrestled one twenty one at Cadets and then one twenty five at Juniors. Yeah. Okay. And wait, but, who's the other one? There was Larkin uh, Davino is thirty two. What about Davino? Thirty two. Oh, Kyle converse Davino. And then one twenty is Knox Deluca. Was there one more in there? Uh there's Paul Kenny That's Castillo's like thirteen. That's real small. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Sound like a bunch of fun matches. Yes, indeed. Um, tickets are for sale. JD, how do you buy them? There is a link on our website. Well, there you go. I can. I will put it in the description of this episode. That's what he'll do for you. Please buy tickets. Please come. Should be. Should be a good. Uh, good turnout. Wisconsin. You got the number one Wisconsin matchup in the world. Maybe. So it should be sweet. It's nine thirty. Ben has 1% battery on his laptop. Have, I'm at three still. I'm at three. We're good. Wow. What a beastly, beastly uh, <laughs> laptop you have. Great, great computer. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday, just two days from now, doing this show again. Special thanks to Ben, JD, and you for hanging with us. What's on your middle finger? Uh, I, I was, I was going to write Commander down. I have a dry erase board on this side of my desk. Well, let's see if you guys can see it. Yep. Right there. I was nope. going to write it down because uh, I was like, okay, but it's Thursday. I really got to remember to do this because that's only two days away. Uh, and he said next Thursday. I'm like, ah, okay. Okay, so answer your phone. I'm going to find out what – Answer your phone. I'm going to find out what coach doesn't want um, AWA kids. Ah, I'll call me All right, thanks so much, they guys. Actually, we'll they had a reasonable response, you know. Oh, okay. Reasonable. Maybe they got their reasons. Sure. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time.